The cyber attack that's crippling Waikato District Health Board services could go on for days. The DHB's entire IT service was brought down by hackers yesterday morning, crashing phone lines, emails and computers. All clinical services at Waikato, Thames, Tokoroa, Tekawiti and Taumaranui hospitals are affected to varying degrees. Elective surgeries have been postponed and patient notes can't be accessed. It's similar to an attack on Ireland's Department of Health last week by a group named Conti. Ireland was hit with a demand for 20 million US dollars to get their IT system back. The problem is ongoing. AUT's Professor Dave Parry for the Department of Computer Science joins me now. And a very good morning to you, Professor. Oh, good morning, Carrie. Isn't this a fact of internet life? Uh, well, unfortunately, yes. Um, so effectively, um, one of the sort of, I suppose, the, the sort of depressing things about these sort of things is that, of course, there will be a, have been a very large number of unsuccessful attacks. There are unsuccessful attacks every day, and uh, we only see the successful ones. So, uh, yep, these, these happen all the time. And it seems to me that if you've got young people with, well, not even necessarily young these days, but if you've got people with a will to go hunting amongst, you know, software, they will find a way in if they wish. Can we ever stay one step ahead of them? Um, yeah, it, it, we often sort of see this. I mean, it's 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 we seen as a competition between the defence and the attack. Yeah. yeah. And 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 the, the faster one goes, the faster the other goes. In general, um, the defences are very, very effective, which is why this is a, this is newsworthy. You know, yeah. this doesn't happen very often. Um, every time that the, the one good thing is that every time there is a successful attack, then the, the agencies and and the organisations that, that share information about defence learn more about how how that's been attacked and will fix that particular problem and often look to see. You know, potential similar problems as well, and, and, and close those off before they happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it it's pretty much impossible to say that this won't happen again. Is it a game almost to these hackers? Yes, they're going for the money, but unlikely they'll get any anywhere near the money. The the government's already said it does not pay ransoms. So is it a game? And they just don't care about the people waiting for operations, or they're completely irrelevant to them. Oh, they certainly don't care about the people waiting for operations. Uh, yeah. I mean, that 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 that's that's definitely true. Um, there, there is the one of the one of the problems is that in fact, um, a lot, attacks that are successful and where the ransom gets paid don't get publicised. That's often the one of oh. the uh, one of the issues about paying the ransom. So, although. Um, it's 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 uh, um, we don't see much of this. There is a fair amount of money going around being paid in these sort of things. Probably not, you know, in New Zealand particularly. There will possibly some organisations in New Zealand, but probably not. Um, but but in the rest of the world, there will be. And one of the downsides, of course, from these high-profile attacks, is that it almost acts as a calling card. It says, look, look what we can do. Yeah. So if you're a smaller organisation somewhere else, you go, look, we've got to pay the ransom because look what they did uh, in, internationally. So. So, so we've got no chance. Uh, so even though they may not get any of this, they get the publicity and they get the sort of reputation that they, they can do what they say. Are there different layers of security within the DHB's software? So while they can access some things, they can't access others? There will be. The, the, um, the, one of the 
the the there's a, there's a couple of things that that, that that cause problems. One is that um, I think at the moment the belief is that, that this came through an infected email. The problem is we don't know uh, at the moment when that happens. It may be that that happened quite a long time ago, uh, in which case um, this software was sitting on the network and was even being backed up. Uh, and so when we're trying to restore the restore the network, you've got to be very careful that you're not bringing that um, attack software back into the network. Uh, the other thing is that, of course, things like um, um, email systems and, and other systems and phone systems, for example, they, they are um, very widely the, the, the same authentication. So the same username, password, the same identity of, of you is used for lots of different systems because there, there are uh, hospitals and um, many organizations that have very large of different systems which may be used by the same person. So um, it would be very, you know, it's good practice to have things as locked down as possible. However, mm. to actually make the system work, you've got to have access to everything. So you can imagine, you know, for example, you've got to be able to see the x-ray system yeah. and the pathology system, et cetera. Yeah. So uh, Caller was talking about a uh, GCSB service called the Cyber Security Blanket. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I couldn't recall that at all. So, so yeah, so, so they're, they're moving a bit more. So, so, so GCSB um, have got this responsibility for sort of um, uh, critical infrastructure, and and they're moving far more into providing uh, advice and and um, um, audits and warnings for for the the wider part of of anything to do with critical infrastructure or government in, in New Zealand. Uh, so, so they're they're moving away probably from the sort of traditional. Uh, well, they're still doing it, but the, the whole sort of like traditional sort of security role into seeing this as, you know, in some ways, the, one of the biggest threats to, to New Zealand life is, is cyber, cyber attacks right. uh, compared to, say, military attacks or whatever. Yeah. So instead of having people with headphones over there is listening out for the word bomb, <laughs> you know, they... Yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. And, and, and the, so, and, and the, of course, the, from, from a point of view of, 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 of the government and GCSB, See, of course, you want better this. You want to be uh, able to to be protective and proactive rather than reactive, because it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot more. You know, you, you save people a lot of pain and suffering, etc. Uh, and also, the more you're uniform across the whole country, then then the the less vulnerable the country is as a whole, because a lot of systems are interconnected. Um, you know, sometimes you can you know, you know people work in different areas, so they might pass things on or whatever. So so really a, a, a wider scale of, of defense uh, is coming in generally mm-hmm. about that worldwide and um, yeah, Australia and ourselves are both investing quite a lot of money in this area uh, to try and become uh, more robust because this is not good. it isn't going to go away, this is going to carry on. No, no, that's exactly right. Well, especially if people do pay. I get the point though, it's a bit like the Somalian pirates who have gone into the ether. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. There's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, in some ways, if, you, if you're a, if you're a, you know, a criminal gang, um, there's, it's all upside. You know, you've got um, potentially to get uh, some money. Um, you're really very low risk of being uh, arrested uh, because you could be based anywhere. It's very easy to cover your tracks. Um, in some ways, it even gets worse. And you know, there have been times when these gangs have collaborated with governments so you may have some government protection in some cases as well uh so so really um there's been a bit of work um coming in looking at 
whether there should be international protocols around this and, and that governments shouldn't do this sort of thing in which and then also pursue the gangs a bit more uh, that's not really moving yet I mean there's some slow movement but that's possible that that would become more popular in which case that would affect them but currently really there's there's a lot of very safe places for these people and and you can't do much yeah exactly and you know when it comes to the recruiting of bright young things are they taking them before they go on to AUT or or uni, or are they taking them fresh from school? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's there are there's a, there's there are a lot of people uh, trained to a very high level um, in um, in mathematics, and, and and that's a very good basis for this sort of thing, and 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 software development and cybersecurity. Um, you need to do it themselves. There's an awful lot of information on the web, and they, they can learn themselves, both for good and, and for bad. Um, and quite often, a lot of these people would be relatively, relatively young, partly because they've got less to less to lose. So yeah. yeah, there's a certain amount of being you know bright and able to do things, but there's also a certain amount of uh, you know you know people with families and kids probably wouldn't want to do this because it's high risk. Very interesting to talk to you, and I thank you for your expertise on this. Professor Dave Parry, AUT's Department of Computer Science.